I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. You're listening to Muses and Stuff. It's the podcast that's all about the dolls. They were the groupies, wives, girlfriends, and the muses who played such a huge role in rock and roll history by simply being themselves. They were sweet, sexy, brave, and powerful. They went after what and who they wanted, and they made no apologies. That's right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is just a mini-sode this week, so mm-hmm. something to get just you Just a by. little life update. Just a little lo- life love. <laughs> life update to get you through until our episode next week. Um, so one thing that I wanted to do on this little mini-sode is um, at the end of a couple of podcasts, sometimes I would say, hey, do you have any groupie stories? Let mm-hmm. me know. Send us an email and write in. And we got, we got some one. stories. So there is this really wonderful woman named Christy. And she lives in Portland. And she found our podcast. And she said that she just feels like we're kindreds. Mm-hmm. Which is really nice. And it's funny because she said, so she's blowing through all of the episodes. And she said... I must admit that I am one of those people who stands at the front of the stage making eye contact with the band (laughs) because I've kind of given people shit about doing that. I'm like, you don't have to just stand at the front of the stage and stare down the band, dance a little bit, have fun. But she was like, she said, however, it's in a dumbfounded awe. I can't believe I'm lucky enough to get to experience this amazing moment. 
So you know what? You're right. You're forgiven. (laughs) You're forgiven. And you've made me think about that um, in a different way as well. Yeah. When you're just like, holy shit, I am here. And I love this. You just want to like a Polaroid memory of it, like in your brain, just trying to soak it in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. So she has some pretty incredible stories. And I'm going to read one of my favorite ones. Because she says, I know you'll appreciate this one since you love Tom Petty as much as I do. Awesome. She knew how to get you. <laughs> oh, I love the Petty babes. So she says, as you know, Mudcrutch was on tour last summer. The closest show to me was in the Bay Area, about seven hours away. I had to go. I loved the new album and I'm head over heels for Tom Petty. Yeah, girl. I felt like I had a really good chance at getting front row since the Oakland show was standing room only. I was right. Front of the stage, center. I will confirm that Mike Campbell is seriously the sweetest. I, of course, stood there in awe and then danced and sang along to all of the songs. At one point, Tom had walked back to Mike and they were talking and it looked like Mike pointed directly at at me. I quickly looked away and thought it was wishful thinking. At the end of the show, Mike walked directly up to me and tossed me a pick. I wasn't expecting it at all. It missed, so he tossed another one that missed, so he tossed one more. (laughs) It missed, but the cameraman picked it up and handed it to me. Then they came back on for their encore, and while they were taking their bow, Mike looked directly at me, waved with one finger. I don't know how to describe this adorable wave. You'd have to see. And then asked me if I got a pic. I said yes and thanked him. I was floating on cloud on a cloud for the longest time, and I am, I still am every time I think about that night. That's such a sweet... Uh little groupy moment yeah he spotted her in the crowd and he knew she had to get that pick she said i got to hear great music be close to my favorite band and actually be noticed what a night it's always so special when things like that happen so special um Tom Petty looked at me once. Yeah. That's all I've got so far, but I'm still young. Yeah, yeah we've got to work on that. It was in Halifax when I was outside the Metro Center um, after we had seen Tom Petty played. And I was standing on the sidewalk with my dad, who was my date for the night. And um, out from these garage doors came two limos and he was in the second one mm-hmm. and he drove past and his window was down and he looked at me and he waved and I waved and he waved back amazing yeah it was pretty cool have you ever traveled hours and hours away to see a band well I'm from Sudbury so yeah, right so I've had to I've yeah coming to Toronto was a huge thing for us I used to travel outside of Toronto to like follow bands I liked that's awesome <laughs> that's another way of doing it too I, I mean I saw them in Toronto and then I went and saw them other places I've I've um been asked to join bands on tour mm-hmm. um I I met this one that I really liked from somewhere in the states and we all got along really well and the next day we were like why don't you just come with us for the rest of the tour I've done that and I was like <laughs> I have summer school because I was taking courses um and I was just like I can't Life. and they left and I was like shit yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. that's always fun it's fun to be on tour without the responsibility of being on a tour like you're just there to like have fun totally they worry about getting there on time and merch and selling and all those yeah important things 
So thank you so much, Christy, for that fantastic story. We're so happy that you're part of our group now. You're part of our tribe. You're part of our community. Our community. Yeah. So thank you. Thank keep you. listening. And um, we hope, yeah, we, we hope that you keep on listening. Yeah. Anyone else have any stories they want to share? We'd love to hear them. Yeah. I have a little rock and roll story. Yeah. A little rock and roll story that I can share because, you know, we've mentioned many a time on this podcast that we do not kiss and tell. This is not a groupie gossip mag, but this is a really nice, sweet story. So I can tell you, I can tell you about it. Um, I went to a video uh, shoot the other day for a music video for this band Bros. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know who Bros is, it's the two brothers from the Sheepdogs Seamus and Ewan, who have this super fun, funky, funky, I mean, it's got a whole bunch of horns, so it's funky, <laughs> right? You know, like great keyboard, harmonies, da-da-da, just, and it's fun. The, it's the fun. album is a, is a lot of fun. So I've, I heard that there was um, a music video mm-hmm. happening. And, and you've so, never been in one? Well, I was in a few, like, little ones in Halifax, but not uh, not like a like a proper, yeah, like budget music video. Um, so that's a fun experience on its own. It was, and I and I definitely wanted to be a part of it. So I grabbed my sister-in-law, and they said, "Hey, sister, you want to go be in a bros, sister, sister, bro, bro?" <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, I do." So we went, and without giving away the details of um, like what the video was about or where we mm-hmm. were or anything, although I will say that I was really sore for a few days after, <laughs> and because of the nature of what we were doing. Um, it's like, have you ever been on a boat and then the next couple of days when you were gone to bed, like, you, or that, that night when you went to wobbly? bed, you are feeling like you're in yeah, bed and you're yeah, feeling yeah. the boat. So I was feeling the same thing, but based on the activity that I was doing, <laughs> I felt that I was still doing it when I was going to bed that night. Um, so it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. There were people that were definitely hired to be there to, to do a specific thing in the video. And it was nice to just sit back and watch them. And then it was nice to participate. And the bros were really nice. Mm -hmm. Seamus was really sweet and Ewan was, um, really sweet. And I didn't realize that this guy named Tom, who I've met before and who I know, um, is also in their band. And I didn't recognize him with his crazy outfit that he had on. And it wasn't until later that I went, oh, okay. Like I've definitely met you before and so I was talking to him and Ewan about the podcast that we have a podcast about groupies and uh, it was pretty funny like what they had to say about it and we got into talking about plaster caster sisters and um, if they would be up for getting plaster casted if Cynthia kind (laughs) of asked them about it these days and um, I said you know who my favorite my favorite groupies are these ones so at the time when I was talking to them, I was sitting up on the railing, mm-hmm. on a railing. So I was I was higher up. So I was looking at them because they're what, six feet. Yeah. So I was seeing them at eye level. So I popped down and I looked over like if it was a stage. I was like, you know, those guys who are front row at the concert that have got their yeah. hands on the front. Like those are my favorite groupies, but like not being serious. Yeah, yeah. And then Tom went, do you mean fans? <laughs> and I went oh yeah so then it kind of raised the question for me and I wanted to bring it up to you to be like what is the difference then between a fan and a groupie I don't think there is one I think groupie is just another term for fan maybe um a fan is someone who enjoys the music a groupie is someone who wants to take an active part in loving that music um 
wearing their band's shirts, uh, wanting their autographs, you know, like actively uh, seeking out an interaction with the band as opposed to just uh, happy to, to put on a record or listen on the radio and, you know, have have that distance between them and just enjoy a song. That's what I would say. Yeah, true. So, and then that reminds me um, about autographs and things like that. I've never asked for, oh, that's not true. I've asked for one autograph one time and it was when I was in high school and I asked Sam Roberts for an autograph. Mm. Yeah, when I saw him in Timmins and I was so nervous. Um, and then the, and then when we were at the, at the music video, I said to my sister-in-law, and I was like, you're going to, you want a picture with them? She was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to ask. And I was like, well, you know what? You won't regret it. Plus, and I've never asked, and I never ask either. Like people who I'm fans with, I don't like posed pictures, anything like that. It kind of feels like it's kind of weird, but um, my dad is a really big fan too. And I wanted to send my dad a picture and be like, this is what I did today. And he mm-hmm. thought it was great. And speaking of, of fans, he sent me uh um, a text today and he said i listened to episode 20 gail zappa <laughs> very interesting and informative another fan thank you daddy <laughs> um but he likes little things like that so we had taken a picture with them and it's not something that i normally do and of course it kind of like it, it's it's cute but i didn't i don't want to post it anywhere no. um but it is kind of weird. Like, it's just kind of a weird photo when you, like, are are staged with, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very obvious, like a, mm-hmm. like a fan I musician to, photo. When I was, like, a teenager, I would sometimes get autographed, um, like, records, like, get my That's records nice autographed. That's a idea, yeah. Or a poster or something. And, yeah, and I used to get, um... I get, I've gotten photos with people here and there, but it definitely did get to the point where I felt like it was too, it was too awkward, especially like if you're like hanging out. Right. It's a weird thing to just randomly bring up and. Well, it's nice because we got the like picture thing over first mm-hmm. and then we all kind of mm-hmm. introduced each other and, and got to know each other a little bit. And I ended up playing the, um, this like love tester game or it's like, you know, like how hot are you tester? Yeah. And you put your hand down. We ended up, I ended up playing with Seamus and you put your hand down and it flashes red and it tells you, um, it tells you what you are. And I got passionate. Mm. and boy isn't that the truth it is i am a passionate person absolutely yeah so anyways that's the update um we have some great guests coming up soon yeah um so if you're listening to this you'll have just uh heard the wonderful Jacqueline Dolans Jacqueline Dolans Mrs. Mickey Dolans that was a really fun one and then so next week you can look for Agnes DeMarco and the week after that we have Pleasant Gaiman coming on we're so excited to talk to her I'm excited to ask her about so many things including um the tarot this woman is remarkable belly dancing Iggy Pop yeah not only does she have amazing like backstage stories but this woman she she's an actress she's a writer uh she is a belly dancer she is into tarot uh she's just she wears so many hats 
uh, she's such an inspiration. And then, you know, with her and then Agnes kind of back to back week after week, we're just realizing how much we can learn from these women mm-hmm. on so many different kinds of levels. Yeah. And, and it comes down to them being women who first and foremost just love music. They're true music fans. And then they get to have, then they have these amazing things about themselves that make them so interesting and passionate and wise and we just uh we just get to learn now and yeah we're so excited to so excited hear their stories and share them with you and it's been fantastic so far and thank you guys for listening and thanks uh for our guests for coming on we're excited to uh for upcoming guests too secret ones that's right okay everybody so take care and we hope this gets you until next week and in the meantime we love you a lot and we'll see you soon see ya bye bye contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague ridden world that ours is not a loving god and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.